Welcome to the Brody Sattva Podcast. I'm Enoch Daniel. Like a lot of men of a certain age, my good friend Sosh and I have felt a sense of dissatisfaction. We're settled and successful, but we also have our struggles and personal demons. For the past couple of years, we've been on a journey to become better men. By that, I mean better husbands, better fathers, better human beings, just better at this thing called life. And now we've decided to share that journey with you and invite you along for the ride. We'll be speaking with each other, as well as others, with wisdom to share, and hopefully some of you. We're here to ask the important questions, such as, how can we be better men and still tell dick jokes? And what can a couple of bros learn about the path to enlightenment anyway? Let's find out and become better together. Get jacked on mindfulness, philosophy, mental health, and connection, starting right now. Uh... I just thought I ought to check in and be like, you know, when it, when it's bad, it's bad, but when it's good, damn, it's good. And yeah. Uh, yeah, today's just good. And it's been noticeably, I tell you what, ever since the conversation with Frank and I don't, like I said, I think it's probably a little situational, um, just cyclical. And then we, you know, we, we talk yeah. about this, but yeah, I just kind of yeah. wanted to share down. the good because yeah, I think that a lot of time I, you know, I don't. So we do, um, tend to, we do tend to just get together and dump on each other. It's nice to hear like, when things are good. I know. Right. So <laughs> dude, I had, I had, I think we had as a family our, or as a neighborhood, our first victory against the pandemic. We, um, we hosted uh, like a neighborhood block party and had you, a, a, you local sent me a video clip of this. It looked yeah. awesome. I was so jelly. That's this jealous dude, for you old boomers. Yeah. Boomer. This dude played um, It's a Wonderful Life, and I'm looking around weeping because for a Wait, split second, I it's felt like- It's a Wonderful like, Life or It's a Wonderful World? Oh, let's, let's try that again. You better edit this shit out. Make me look smart. Because uh, It's dude, a Wonderful Life is a movie. If he did the movie via song, that would have been interesting. God damn it. <laughs> You're not going to edit this shit out. God damn it. So he did it's so, a wonderful world. So uh my my good friend Rodney Block, he's a local celebrity around here, he's kind of a big fucking deal. Um, he's been doing these porch concerts during COVID times. And um so cool. I, I know I built this little deck out front. Uh, and somebody said, Did you we've talked about that on a previous episode too? It all ties yeah. back in. <laughs> Everything ties together, man. Hey, did you build that as a stage or, uh, you know, as a deck? And I'm like, well, I mean, as a stage, but I always thought it would be for me. (laughs) (laughs) Not not, uh, Rodney. He plays It's a Wonderful World. And um, I can't remember her name. Uh, He had a female vocalist uh, and she was just so awesome. And when she's sitting there singing, I had tears down my eyes and I'm looking around oh, in my neighborhood because there's random people I know by sight, but never, ever met. And it's, you know, complete mixture of old, young, black, white, uh, literally every single kind of person that's in that neighborhood just there on this beautiful day, just enjoying this live music, the energy that was there. And 
I just was weeping with pride and joy and got out of my own head for just a little bit. And it was, it was epic, man. It was one of those, you know, watershed moments. Is that the right word? Watershed? I could see that. Yeah. Water line. Watershed fits. Yeah. Okay. I was trying to do a little Hunter S. Thomas. Like watershed in that you feel like things change, like, like maybe like this is a a changing point for your neighborhood. There you go. Yeah. Well, not just neighborhood, my life, uh, Mm. existence, you know, racial, racial harmony. Like, you know, I beat back four years of Trump with one jazz concert in North Little Rock, Arkansas. Fucking A. Nice work. That's what I did. What did you do this fucking weekend? (laughs) The second thing that happened during this was uh, my boss brought over um, a friend. And I think, son, I have met my um, female counterpart, like my doppelganger, the version of me. Uh Uh-oh. This sounds like trouble. It is so much trouble, but not in a old, like, uh, crossing boundaries, you know, sexual way. Mm-hmm. More like, what kind of nerd fest are we going to get into? Dude, we're yakking on about um, Drist Duerden. She's showing show me. <laughs> you found somebody who jumped on the. You found a chick who jumped chick. on the Drizzt bandwagon with you. And she goes, "You mean the Black Elf?" I said, "The Dro." And oh my god, you're like my daughter. It's pronounced drow, motherfucker. Uh, My oldest and I have been arguing with this for like six months now. She keeps calling it drow. I keep calling it drow. I think you're right. Drow. That that does seem better. Yeah. I mean, it's arbitrary, but there's something about it that just when it's pronounced the other way just sticks under my skin. I don't blame you. I don't blame you on this. Yes, this is a truly nerd argument. Go ahead. No, so okay. So yeah, about- <laughs> so we're talking about this, and uh, it, we—I mean, we go down like three or four different rabbit holes, and it was just like so exciting, and even the nerds around us. So we're gonna have a game night. We're gonna do uh, Settlers of Catan. Nice, Catan. Catan's great. Catan, okay. Yeah. Uh, what is it? It's a, it's one of the um, uh, Game of Thrones edition. Oh, um, awesome! So. But we're even nerding out a little more than everybody around us. I think everybody's a little take like, it to the next level. And not only that, she's like, "So you're going to invite me to the the uh, my husband and my me to to your uh, uh, Halloween party, right?" And I'm like, yeah, "I've already invited you." And later on, my wife is like, "Yeah, she seemed to kind of invite herself." I was like, "Yeah, like I do everywhere." And <laughs> I'm like, "I'm serious. I think I like was looking in a mirror." But the key to all this, the one thing that was the funniest of all of it was um, my boss, here we go, you can edit that. Okay. So my boss, uh, I said, thank you so much for you know, coming to this, meaning so much to me and uh, for bringing a friend. And um, she said, my boss said that uh, yeah, on the way over, it was a last minute decision. I got to thinking though, you know what? This is kind of the female version of, of, uh, of Soch. Um, this may be, <laughs> this may be a real bad idea or a really, really good idea. Yeah. Uh, regardless, I'm going to see how it plays. And I said, yeah. I was like, in fact, you know, um, when I first saw her, I thought she was uh, lesbian. Uh-huh. And I don't, uh, th- that had something to do with something else and that we were saying back and forth. Once and, again, your impeccable gaydar. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and my boss goes, starts 
breaking up laughing. And I'm sitting here thinking, yeah, I know, right? Like, I bet you she gets that all the time because she was standing a little not normal, you know, like a little more, I guess I would say gender specific boyish or something. And the way she was kind of wearing her clothes and the, um, the nerd aspect, there were just things about it that, you know, looking on it later, I was thinking, oh, okay, I bet you she gets that confused all the time. That wasn't the joke. The joke was this girl thought I was gay. (laughs) 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 We both think, and 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 my boss backs this up that we're kind of like the uh, maybe the same person in a different body. Yeah, and man. I'm like, so you, I said so. Yeah, I thought she was a, a lesbian, and she was. Oh, she starts cracking up. Oh my god, uh, Amy thought the same thing about you, and I was like, that I was a lesbian. No, <laughs> that you were gay. And I was like, what does that mean? Does that mean that both Amy and myself are gay and we haven't realized it? Or This is like the Seinfeld where he meets himself and dates himself and then realizes that he hates himself. Exactly. (laughs) And that's what I told the wife at the very end of it. I was like, so you, you know, because she was kind of, you know. Amanda, I bet she's got a little jealous. Yeah, you know my wife. And so I was thinking, she, I kind of saw that, hey, uh, excuse me. And then (laughs) I was like, Oh no, this one you have nothing to worry about because I brought up Seinfeld. I was like, come on, you date yourself, you hate yourself. I cannot look that much inside right now. <laughs> I would not like what I saw. <laughs> but hanging out, yeah, I'm jumping on. Yeah. That. Oh yeah. Hell yeah, dude. I mean, we're going to build like castles together and stuff. <laughs> Don't even know what that means. Don't form an alliance in Catan. It could be the end of your marriage. Yeah, right. But there'll be no sexual tension whatsoever. <laughs> Thank you, sobriety. <laughs> it is uh, true. Uh, we do tend to make much better decisions whilst sober. Yeah. And once, you, <laughs> and once you've done this introspective look and understand that you have a tendency to uh, blur um, intimacy lines and to get confused, you know, things confused in your mm-hmm. own head. Mm-hmm. your own brain you know your mind doing that and you're a little more in control you know giving you some space in your head it's so much easier to go huh i'll just see what my mind did there but that's not right or even really what i want so wait I- wait 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 are you telling me the coffee shop girl who's half my age isn't actually into me and that's just my own head making that assumption no okay we, oh, I was thank god you, you walk with God, okay? <laughs> it's in the name. <laughs> I just can't go to Starbucks drunk or I might step over lines. Exactly. Yeah, dude, I'm, I, uh, I haven't had a drink in three and a half months now. How's, how's that feeling? Pretty good. I haven't yeah. had a stretch of sobriety this long since uh, God for years. You know, I, I when I was in uh, residency training, I quit drinking for like a year again because I was horribly depressed and it needed to happen. Um, and at the time I was quitting smoking and that it just I needed to to quit smoking. Um, hey, were you a dry drunk back then? Do you think as in like, were you like a complete and utter asshole for that no. year? No, I was great, man. I wow. felt so much better. I mean, I was that's, that's wild. I was still pretty miserable because I was still a resident. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's you know, that's kind of actually what I'm getting at is being a resident is I thought supposedly like 
pretty much the worst period of any doctor's life. Mm-hmm. Like if they look back on it, they're like, yeah, well, I mean, at least I'm not in residency. The year I got married, I spent six months covering one of the one of the toughest ICUs on the planet. Uh, like every third night, it was my responsibility to keep 23 of the sickest people on the planet alive for 30 hours. And man, it just wore me down. Uh, uh, Sarah hates when I say that's the year we got married, but it was also the worst year of my fucking life. Um, <laughs> But, I was just—I like, guess what I was I'm a bitter, at angry, that, sad person, um, and yeah, alcohol definitely wasn't helping me. <laughs> right. So that's what I'm getting at is that you know, usually in these programs and stuff, they always talk about. I mean, if you're not doing this um, with the conscious mind, if you're not doing this with the the realization that you're doing it out of self love, it's really easy to get um, angry, to get resentful. That's the word I'm looking for. To get mm-hmm. resentful at everything around you. And then what they call as being a dry drunk, which is I have, to, I have to examine that. I don't remember feeling resentful. I think yeah. I felt more resentful that Sarah was making me quit smoking. <laughs> what a bitch. I know. Um, speaking of, you know, and I, I had actually that that is something going her. on in my life right now. So, yeah, I've been sober for you know, three and a half months now. I think I'll ride it out for a year. I don't know that I'll never drink again. But yeah. I'm kind of I'm kind of enjoying the sober journey right now. A lot yeah. of soul searching. I think my mood has recovered incredibly, and I don't want to do anything to poison those waters right now. Right. But I don't necessarily want to be like a teetotaler the rest of my life. I I I, I occasionally have urges to drink, and I think. I really want to think about it a lot more mindfully in the future and that I don't ever want to get myself back in a place where I am self-medicating with alcohol. Like I don't want to use alcohol as a tension release or alcohol as a, as a mood stabilizer as I've done in the past. Cause it doesn't right. fucking work and it's, it's yeah. a horrible remedy. And I, I, I am self-aware enough now to see that I just, I can have that conversation in my head. Like you said, you have the script. You're like, oh yeah. man, glass of whiskey sounds good right now. Oh, but I know that's not going to make me feel good. It's actually going to make me feel worse. And right. then tomorrow I'm going to feel even worse. And then, you know, so it's, it's just, we examine those damn motivations. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong. It, you know, essentially it's a weird thing when you're in these meetings and you hear people talking about um, what it means to be like an alcoholic or an addict. And, for a lot of them, they continually speak of the uh, allergy of the body, whereas, mm. you know, once you open that door a little bit, you put it on your lips at all, suddenly mm-hmm. it, it now owns your mind. It, hmm. it goes there. Now the mind takes over your complete self. And no matter what you do, you're heading, you know, face first, even lower than you were before. But hmm. then there's also some of the people, and I don't really know where I stand. You know, I, I haven't done that much. Mm-hmm. I, I'm like you, I'm enjoying where I'm at and I don't want to risk. And so I just mm-hmm. examine the motivations of why yeah. would I be wanting a drink? And yeah, it's not worth it right now, but yeah. maybe yeah. in the future it is like I'm in Italy and I'm with the wife. I'm like, you know what? Yeah. I, I love this rare glass of wine. Well, yeah. and I'll tell you what, like I, uh, I say I've been sober, but it's not like alcohol hasn't touched my lips. Like, uh, you know, we had, uh, we had a Seder, a Passover Seder, and I had a glass of wine with the Passover Seder. That's um, neat. It was some awful sweet wine at my parents' house, and uh, I didn't have two because it was very good. 
Oh God. Um, uh, but yeah, but, like so it's not like I've had zero alcohol, but like that that's that's actually kind of yeah. maybe even a little more impressive, sir. Because um Well, yeah. I've never felt like I've never felt like that allergy thing, like once it's in the door. Right. And I haven't I mean either, on a given night, like wonder, once I have like three drinks, I'm liable to have seven. <laughs> I think that's pretty much I think that's everybody but my wife. And mine. Mine has yeah. half a drink and she's like, Oh, and it's I'm horny for five minutes and then it's time for bed. <laughs> Jesus, you got like a, I've got like a 15 minute window like okay get your pants off get your pants off no don't yep, go to yep. sleep <laughs> I love it when we're out when we're uh, out and about and all the friends uh, are like oh there's the second drink mm, good things gonna happen to you and I was like no that was 15 minutes ago yep. if I could have gotten her alone 15 minutes ago you're right it that window crazy. has closed that window has closed hard <laughs> So yeah, you know, I would love to get Annie Grace on the podcast sometime. Uh, Ooh, I think she big, has an, big she has studied a lot about alcohol and has a very interesting take on it. As you know, not necessarily a counter, but a different view on it than the the twelve step AA Correct. look at alcohol, which I, I found fascinating and really helpful for me. Oh yeah, um, everybody should do a twelve step program. I really feel like everyone should do that. It should be like a required course huh. of life for a year. Wow. You've got to do this. You've got to do it and be real with it. And it will cause you to look at motivations. And that's mm. what I'm like. Our, that whole thing of the life, unexamined life is not worth yeah. living. Yeah. I mean, there's just so much freaking truth to it because when you actually finally do that, mm-hmm. you're like, dude, I can figure out why I'm doing this. I have a little protection against getting uncontrollably angry at things that I have no control over. Yeah. I'm happier. I'm better. I'm more at peace. I have more self-worth. Yeah. I'm not trying to get happy all the time. I've got real goals. I'm more of an adult. Mm-hmm. You know, it just, it's, it all does tie in together. And I feel a lot of that comes from that program, which I'm like you. I'm not sure I agree with a ton of it as far as, do I have an allergy to mm-hmm. alcohol? Mm-hmm. Now, I definitely think my body has an allergy to uh, cocaine or <laughs> uh, yeah. probably yeah. strong weed, you know, <laughs> edibles and uh, sex. Yeah, it's got that allergy because that's all I can think about once I've had a little. Are you rubbing your nipples? I am definitely rubbing. But it was more like I'm trying to rub out the uh, pain from yoga this morning, not in a sexual way. Are you doing yoga? I do. I, so my so the company I work for is like the greatest company in the world. It's my what I love to say is this is an exa- a perfect example of when society is more like a bonobo tribe than a chimpanzee tribe or whatever. Is okay. Bonobo. Pack? Bono, bonobo. 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 Oh, thanks. You don't sound like a douche at all. But is, I was actually looking for correction on the word pack, you know, or tribe. <laughs> Fucking drow. Anyway. It's the drow so, way, Sosh. It's the drow way. It's the drow. <laughs> we cut your, <laughs> cut your freaking hamstrings, feed you to a spider, asshole. Um, anyway, what my point was, in this male toxicity, a capitalistic environment, I've worked that. And this is the first company I've worked that's, that's women-owned, women-ran, and just they're so, everybody's so secure, and they're sharing of information, and everything's just so beautiful and awesome and perfect, and yet it's still work, not happy fun time. 
you know, it's still a job. It's still stressful. People still snap at each other, but I mean, I, I just can't. Yeah. And so what are we doing about this? It's just a different culture. One you've never really experienced before. And what are we doing Tuesdays? Uh, We do yoga for like 30 minutes to an hour. Really? The whole company required. No. Okay. But the, like the CEO and, and a couple of the other, the, couple of the C jobs got the video on them while they're sitting there doing yoga with you. So cool. I put the video on me too. Heck yeah, dude. A lot of people, not a lot of people do the video and I'm thinking they, they're just not as confident as those socias. Uh, that's a, it's a blessing and a curse. It's a high bar to jump over yeah. to be as confident as social. Yeah, so, somebody I. was listening to one of these things and they said, what's up with that voiceover? Like, that's not a voiceover, hon. That's those pipes. And uh, I, I rein that stuff in, you know, and it's just every day. I don't need, I don't need you, I don't need you drowning in these baby blues, okay? <laughs> I got a really good eye roll on that one. I bet, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's cool. Uh, so are you liking the yoga? Have you ever done much yoga before? I have never done much yoga, and this is the perfect yoga for me because it's like mostly chair-based and stretching what i love about I am the, it as meatloaf once famously said i am the world's greatest chair dancer <laughs> exactly <laughs> oh, you're pretty good actually if oh domino comes on and there's a coffee table nearby yeah you're not bad man you're thanks buddy thanks buddy yeah it brings out the best in you i will say that um but what i do enjoy about this kind of yoga is the uh trying to remember like how to when to breathe out, when to breathe in, and mm-hmm. just being leave, living a little more conscious life. Linking the breath with your body and all and, that. And, and establishing a core while breathing, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just that whole thing of, man, it's just, it's just neat and, you know, getting a rhythm and everybody just talking soft and just stretching. And then, you yeah, man, to, the, the first work. time I went to a yoga class, uh, Sarah dragged me to this yoga class in Memphis when we were living there. And, I was like, ah, you know, I couldn't touch my toes. I was very inflexible, but man, this lady, she was beautiful and charismatic, the the yoga instructor, and, you know, really helped me get more comfortable in the space and working my way through the different uh, stretches and positions. And I tell you what, man, I left that feeling drunk. I remember like I walked out, (laughs) I walked out and I'm talking to Sarah and I was like, channeling uh, neo after he just watched the uh, vid- the training videos on the matrix and i said i know kung fu <laughs> yeah <laughs> like I, felt, I felt drunk like i was kind of like light and walking on air and i'm like whoa i can see the matrix she's like yeah you're, you're just yoga drunk honey how about we just stick with yoga and not kung fu <laughs> <laughs> no i was thinking actually that would be a really fun Brody Sattva challenge if we did like a 30 day yoga challenge where, where right. both of us both of us have to report back to each other and uh and and do like a maybe we could pick a daily yoga routine or even like a yoga with Adrian she's a great resource on YouTube tons okay. of free content and we could even do like work our way through one of her challenges do like a 30 day yoga challenge and see how we feel at the end of it and talk about it that'd be fun Dude I'm down I'm down that's that's perfect and the cool. other challenge we need to do then also is no spank? Uh, I'm not doing uh, what? No, oh, no, 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 
We go, oh, remember, we got to talk about libido and how they increase. We'll get there. Lives. We'll get there. Okay. Actually, I've got, the a book- gu- I've got a guest I'd kind of like to pull on for male sexuality. I think would be a really fun jumping off for that conversation, too. But go ahead. I, I feel like we need to bring Glenn back in because I feel like we totally screwed that pooch on that. Yeah, we and could it, definitely, there's a lot of stuff we could hit on another interview with him. If we right, like let's around. bring him in and let's help, let's let him help us uh, dissect one of the, like the power of now or radical acceptance or something cool. like that. I think cool. that'd be a good idea. Yeah. Um, I thought we were gonna talk about libido and I'm like, I'm only gonna like really talk about sexuality if he shows me those abs. I'm like, dude. <sighs> I little, mean, I've only little, seen him like like shoulders up, but I bet he's hot without a shirt it's, on. It's it's wild, man. And his wife is equally as just hot and like just so in shape and just so like, you know, the people that are hot like Mary BJ, not, baby. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just you know, life is good and everything's perfect. And uh, you know, I just don't. I'm not really like you know broken like you. Which also, is I will truth. break you in half. <laughs> Glenn, I really want to apologize for us uh, doing this to your wife online. I also, uh, I started, I started getting back in the gym. So I started lifting yep. weights again, which I, I've, I've lifted weights four times in the past month. I know. Um, feeling. Oh, I thought you meant in your life entirely. No, no. In the like, past I month, had, like, I had it counted up to four, like ever. No, I, I actually oh. was doing, you know, over a year ago before the pandemic went to shit, I was doing pretty good and lifting weights regularly. I really like, I never did it in my youth, but in my middle mm-hmm. age, I have taken a liking to just barbell, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, compound lifts, just getting there and lift some weights for an hour. And I've kind of working through a program and it feels great. I tell you what, That's I've lifted good. weights four times and all of a sudden my body feels better. It's really That's nice. awesome. So yeah. I'm, I'm starting tomorrow. Cool. <clears throat> <clears throat> I can't believe I said that. Oh, but so anyway, there's this nurse that I work with who her mm-hmm. daughter, she's, she was, the nurse was a power lifter and her daughter is like 16 years old and also a power lifter. And she likes to show me videos of her daughter squatting to embarrass me. So I'm like, yeah, I think your daughter could squat me squatting my weight. <laughs> <laughs> if I could balance on that damn barbell on her back, she could squat me and the weight that I'm lifting. It's like Aww, that. It's like that, a video of a seagull riding the other seagull. Yeah, it's just like that. <laughs> like, just oh, like it. I, I cracked the code. Oh, so anyway, I, I got dist- I got sidetracked, but I was going to tell you. So, and this is a, a disclosure I haven't made on the podcast before. But last year, when I got well, hold on, hold on, to- hold on. Go ahead. Dun 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 dun. No, that's not <laughs> it. That's Law and Order. Breaking news. What's, we need a breaking news sound. What's what's ESPN ah! breaking news? No. <laughs> Is that a good one? In Fuego. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, man. In Fuego actually is pretty appropriate because last year when I got very severely depressed, I started smoking again. And it was like I was I couldn't feel anything. And mm-hmm. an inhale on a cigarette was something I could actually feel. And my depression got better, but the habit stuck around. Because <laughs> 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 turns out nicotine's still addictive. Um, yeah. So... Anyway, I made my children cry when they found out that I was smoking, and I felt really bad about that. And, right. Uh, have finally, that shame work on you. Yeah, I was I was smoking like five to eight cigarettes a day. It's not like I was like killing a pack and a half or anything, but it was no. Still but that shame, that shame is just so. God, oh right. man, I felt so, so bad. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, and finally that was enough to say yes, you're right. I need to quit. So I have uh, I haven't had a cigarette in over a week. And I'm chewing nicotine. In fuego. In fuego. 
dude. I'm so I'm so impressed, man. And Thanks, you know, brother. yeah, it's awesome. I love this. And here's the thing: if you break down, if you fail, you know what you did, what you're supposed to, because you. Are, I love that part of that. Uh, uh the, the mom says to Thor, "You're always going to fail at what you should be. You're going to succeed at who you're supposed to be." And you, my friend, are the man that cannot be put down. You keep getting back up. And uh, yeah, it's awesome, man. Thanks, bro. Yeah, I hope it sticks around forever. But even if it doesn't, that's good, yeah. too. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah. I just hope my, uh, my insurance company isn't listening. Hey, don't talk yeah, to Yeah, no that kidding. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, hear, uh, I hear a pitter-patter of little feet out here. Somebody's, yeah. somebody's peeking in. Oh, is it my favorite? Oh, I don't know. Hello, somebody there? I hope it's my favorite. He has three, and I like one more than the rest of them. That's not true. I like all three of them. It's it's absolutely true. You you have a favorite. It's okay. I They're not your kids. They're not your kids. You can have a favorite. It, bullshit. You have a favorite, too. You're just <laughs> not admitting it. <laughs> and I never will. Yep. See, we met, we promised we wouldn't BS each other on here. That's the only promise we have, folks. <laughs> yeah, I've been, I've been thinking a lot about the show, though. Oh, I need to, we need to share. This is a big news for the show. We have our first Apple podcast review. And I stumbled across <laughs> I'm going to totally cut that and just insert it in random parts of the podcast from now on. It's so good. Thank you. Uh, so uh, on April 15th, 2021, we had a five-star review on Apple Podcasts from Mantzuka's Beard, which I didn't, I had to look up the reference. Uh, it's about Jason Mantzuka's, uh, the guy from uh, The Good Place, who is hilarious, who has an awesome beard, by the way. He does. Um, but the, uh, the, the testimonial was just lovely. He says... I find myself wanting to contribute so much while listening to this. Two friends that are exploring life and questioning their place and purpose while discovering it with us. They have brought in great guests already and really making me feel connected to men's work even more. They don't think things too seriously, so I'm left exploring the depths of my soul and laughing along the way. Truly recommend this so much. Man, I get wow. chills just reading. I do. I so got chills just then. I know, and it. I needed exactly it too. That's exactly what we were trying to do. I know that was that's the point, and th th I needed it too because I was feeling really bogged down with some editing work. I know, like, oh, right? God, I got to get this episode out. Involved. Well, why don't you tell them what you finally broke down and did? Which, well, I, by the I, way, guys, is a real big mistake. I'm going to let you know this. Go ahead and tell them. I, I finally broke down. I can't. I cannot handle this weekly because we're guys, this is not our day jobs. Like this, this is, we, we're doing this out of just sort of passion and fun and it's an interesting experiment and we'll see where it goes. But, you know, I do this in my spare time and trying to get a weekly episode out consumes all of my time. <laughs> so <laughs> I find, and I, and I'm just, I'm falling behind. And I finally told Soshir that, look, you've got to take over some of these editing jobs or we're, or we're either that or we're going to have to go back to twice a month or something on the release schedule. Cause I just can't do it. So he has some homework. He's learning about audio editing. So, I mean, you do realize you're, you're reaching out and you're, you're counting on me to be like the stay at home, show it up every day. Don't don't mess this up, dude. <laughs> this is about growth. 
You know, this whole experience is about growth and personal development. I was brought in for the Enfuegos. I was brought in for the <laughs> dick jokes. The Enfuegos. We the dick agreed jokes. there would be no responsibility other than just, you know, off the cuff. This you know, is a big mistake, folks. A- until so, those big dollar dollar bills start coming in and we can pay somebody else to edit this thing, I need some help. Dollar dollar bills, yo, dollar dollar bills. Yo. Hey, actually, so yeah, and I'm actually very excited about this. <laughs> I've actually kind of downloaded some of the things and, and, got homework and been working on this it's it's wild so who knows i might be able to actually pull this off it's actually kind of fun the editing is fun but it is time consuming that's, yeah and that's the we issue do know how i i'll need hard harder deadlines for time me. management no that's something you do great yeah <laughs> that's a bold place <clears throat> anyway um I don't know, there's one more thing i had to say about that oh yes so we've had our first so seriously, like at this point, all we need is like our first troll and man, yeah. we've made it. Yeah. So a- anybody listening, uh, be like Manzuka's beard and leave a review, like a positive reviews we'd love. But oh, really, yeah, I mean, if you want to, if you really want to roast us hard and tell us that we suck dick and we yeah. should quit doing this, please give us that too. Cause man, we could use some of that. Both my sisters have said, yeah, well, I'll do that. You know, you can count on me. <laughs> I'm sure we can. My, my, my whole family. Actually, I've only told my sister so far. Yeah. I don't know how many more. Oh, man. I caught I mean, my mom following me on Instagram and I blocked her. <laughs> <laughs> blocked. Blocked. <laughs> Are you kidding me? You blocked your mother? Oh, fucking A, I did. They said she won't know that you blocked her. I'm like, thank God. I just I just wanted like me to drop off her feed and her to never think about this. This, <laughs> this ever fun. again. That's wild. <laughs> uh, another thing I wanted to, I don't know if you may cut this or not. Uh, one of my coworkers, so I've got a couple of coworkers that I've trusted with this so far. And eventually I'm pretty sure that everybody will know everything. I just, yeah, things will come out. I'm, I'm not sure. And I'll, I'm trying to be respectful of, especially Amanda sure. in this. And so folks at home, she is the complete opposite of, me and so far as like if you were to ask me how much I make or how much my house cost or anything like that that just comes out and to complete strangers mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like a big she is a very private person mm-hmm. and that has been a very big kind of source of uh conflict and and I'm trying to get better at respecting and hearing her and not just think of it as quit holding me down, quit trying to change me kind of thing. It's more, I love her and respect her. So I need to try this. I need to be a better man and just do this shit better. Don't so, we? yeah. So, you know, that's constantly on the mind. But anyway, one of my coworkers is thinking about starting a mental health blog, which would be a collection of stories. Oh, wow. Of oh, wow. People. And I wanted her bring her either on here or just you and me do like some sort of a Zoom um you know like lunch or something because i said that you would have uh you've got you know you got some tips and tricks that you you easiest sites to do this stuff or, on. yeah or we could guest blog or she could guest blog on our site or, or she wants to and and or she wants to be an interview guest or all of the above you know that's the all fun the stuff above. about this you get all this cross-pollination with other interesting right. people it's beautiful i'm thinking yeah i'm like hey well, why don't you this poor content just throw it on right there mm-hmm. get the get the female you know view on I said one thing I really and I brought her on as well because I'm like 
you know, up to this point, it's been primarily middle-aged white men on this. Mm-hmm. And we were both very aware and we don't want that to be like something that, you know, we want to branch out to all people. Well, no, hold on, hold on. Mostly. The, yes and no. Yes and no. Yes, it, it, yes there and no. Is, I tend to ascribe to Seth Godin's philosophy on you, you find your micro niche and our micro right. niche is dudes like us. Exactly. Now, anybody else who wants to listen to the show, I'm not turning anybody away, but th- there, there's men of a certain age who are really struggling with the same things we're struggling with. That's our, that's our baby. That's our yes. bag. And that, that's the reason we're doing this. That's mm-hmm. our bag, baby. You're, you're completely correct. But in that, in this whole thing of self-growth and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know, bringing on these different point of views to be like, hey, man, you know, when you, it's kind of like how that... Um, was a bad example because Louis C.K. and all the masturbation stuff. But during in his show, he did have uh, one gay comic who was sitting there, uh, you know, said, you know, actually, guys, I, you, you, it really doesn't bother me. I actually talk about more about being gay when I'm around you straight dudes. But I will tell you this one little thing, you know, uh, the word faggot comes from, you know, a faggot of wood when they would throw it on a fire to burn, except they meant that as far as people. And that's what hmm. they did to you for being homosexual. Hmm. And that is a, you know, a literal historical fact and it's, it's out there. And then, so, you know, his whole like opening his mind up, I don't know if he went jerked off on some girl right afterwards, but you know, the whole opening of the mind, that's also what this is about. This is about us, you know, bringing these things in and becoming more aware of what our decisions do and, and stuff like that. So that's, that's kind of all I meant, not so much, Hey man, we need to get more women in here, man, because it's like a sausage party, bro. <laughs> in Fuego. I think yes, yes to all of that. I think yeah, yes, yeah. Also, I, I think that the very next part of that, I, I remember that story, and it was like this really moving story where he was sharing with his fellow comics about the, how that word is hurtful and why it's hurtful, because it means meant the death of homosexual men in the remote past. And they're like, wow, cool story, faggot. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so awesome for friends to be like that with each other. Oh, man. I love so- I love that, that kind of just safety that you can be with those people in your life. Now, obviously that's a really piss poor example and will mean we'll never get to host the Oscars, but I think that the deeper thing. But let's be fair. There, that wasn't in the cards anyway. Maybe not for you anyway. Um, but I, I really love that. The, the, just the sense of security with friends to, just fucking take the absurd and whack him across the face with it, just like in Tommy Boy. Not so much here, here, right across here. That's sort of what we're doing too, you know? Like it's the vulnerability. Yeah. It's and yeah. that's, that's exactly. what we need. That's what we need more of in our lives. Is we can still laugh about it, but but right. being vulnerable and open and, and cutting to the meat of shit instead of yeah. just uh um as my good, as a good friend of mine, Kent always says, you know, he's like, I don't, I'm not really interested in swimming in the shallow water with you unless you're willing to get into the deep shit. Nice. Yeah. Dude, you need to write that down. That, that needs to be like our tagline. 
<laughs> it's pretty good. I don't know. Really Kent, Kent may take offense if we steal it. We're going to have to get him on the show soon. Good. Dude, we got guests galore. We do, um, man. It's some really interesting, awesome, normal people. That's and uh, cool. we'll have to talk about this in a future one. I have been shocked how therapeutic I've found this process to be. Me too. This has taken the place of, because I really couldn't do in person, you know, meetings and stuff like that. And this Zoom wasn't working out for me, but this is. Mm-hmm. Okay. With that, I, uh, I believe uh, people are trying to get us back into the real world. Yeah, I think we're being dragged back to reality. So uh, I think mm. this is your first assignment, buddy. I want you to edit this into an episode. Okay, I can do that. Cool. Uh, you've got two weeks. Um, I would actually, in the future, lie and tell me the wrong date. That's at least a week in advance of when the hard date is. Yeah, okay. That's just what I would do with me. That's if I were managing me, that's what I would do. I don't, I'm not saying for you to do that, because then I would know it, and then I would automatically push it a week. So, yeah. just say. Yeah. I, you know, I'm trusting you. I think you've grown as a human being and a man, and you're going to get this oh, done for is. us. You're going to get this done. All right, baby. All right. Love you, brother. Love you, man. Have a great day. You do the same, brother. Bye. En fuego. Well, folks, that's it for today's episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you learned something. God knows we always do. Don't forget to subscribe so you can continue to follow along on this journey. And please join us. Let's get better together. Or at the very least, 10% less shitty. Remember, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and now Clubhouse at True Brody Sattva. That's true, T-R-U. And don't forget to check in at our blog, thebrodysattva.com keep up to date on what's going on in our world. As always, this show is written by Enoch Daniel and Sosh Woodbine and produced by me. And special thanks to Scott Holmes, who wrote our theme music. Until next time, keep working, keep seeking, and keep living that Brody Sattva life. Bye now.